Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. I believe the audio is a little bit loud. Let me just turn that down. And at the moment, everything is working okay. I shouldn't say that, but when we did the podcast on Tuesday, everything went bad. But, you know, we work on these things, and we come back bigger and stronger than ever. So thank you very much for joining me as always. If you're live on YouTube right now, I appreciate you. Like the video, share the video, subscribe if you are on the podcast feed. As we mentioned the other day, apologies that... uh, well, some episodes didn't go up. I was caught up in WrestleMania Madness and I forgot. <laughs> there's no point with any otherwise. And then by the time I remembered, I was like, well, there's no point in this putting live now, is there? <laughs> because it's all out of date. One of them, ironically, was about CM Punk, which is what we're going to talk about today. And then in the evening, the Instagram stuff happened. And I was like, well, this nonsense is out of date anyway. So what is even the point? Now, before we get anywhere, I've got to give a shout out to Alan Guy in the super chat. And again, if you do want to share a super chat, I appreciate you very much. Same with patreon.com forward slash Simon of 316. Appreciate you very much as well. But Alan Guy, bless his heart, said, hey, Simon, the stream starts at 2 a.m. Oz time and I need to go to bed and miss it. I like that. It's like he's going to bed because he wants to miss it, <laughs> which makes me feel cold and abrasive in my tum-tums. Just wanted to say... Uh, support the channel. I just wanted to support the channel and say thanks for all you do. Well, that is super duper nice, man. You don't have to do that, but that does mean a lot to me. So thank you very much. And again, thank you to everyone that does support. If you've got something to say, uh, if you've got a statement you want to make, you want to tell me I'm an idiot, you can do it in the super chat. And again, we will just have a good old fashioned time over the next 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, loads of people saying Roman fears Simon, Simon versus Roman at SummerSlam. Uh, all of these are not going to happen. I don't want to ruin your dreams, but I feel like I need to be honest with you. At the moment, there are no plans for Simon Miller, the board a-hole, to defeat Roman Reigns. <laughs> Can you imagine there was? Can you imagine if we booked that for SummerSlam? Can you imagine the confusion when I walked out? Some people would get it. They're like, oh, I recognize that guy. He does the YouTube stuff. Everybody else would be like, uh... Someone else said, can we stop talking about punk yet? Sadly, we can't, my friend, because CM Punk, whether you like him, whether you hate him, whether you're indifferent to him, is a big deal in the wrestling world. And everything that went down last August was essentially one of the biggest stories ever in terms of views and interest and reaction and all this other stuff. I mean, that's just that's just an absolute fact. And the other day, Fightful Select, Sean Ross Sapp, good dude. He had the information and FTR were dropping information too, which is essentially was Dax Harwood said on his podcast. Good dudes, FTR as well. Like them a lot. Chat to them over WrestleMania. That'll be up at What Culture soon. Uh, really, really good people. Um, you know, they said, you know, Dax said he talks to CM Punk every day. He wants to come back. He wants to do it to the fans. When maybe coincidentally, maybe not, Sean Ross Sapp also dropped some stuff on Fightful Select. Make sure you subscribe to that, should you so wish. That, um, yeah, that's the deal. CM Punk wants to come back. He's happy to work with the elite. He's happy to stay away from the elite. And now we have to wait and see what happens. Now, this does tie into the all-in stuff at Wembley. You know, if you want to fill that stadium, you want to get close to 60, 70, 80, 90,000, it is all hands on deck. And as we just mentioned, CM Punk is a draw, like he just is. There are many, many people out there who are still super-duper fans of CM Punk. And ultimately, you know what I'm going to talk about this first, but I think it's the most important thing that nobody ever talks about, so I will be that guy. We have to remember these are human beings. We have to think about CM Punk himself. We have to think about Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and whoever else was involved in the uh, brawl out at All Out. And it all comes down to whether or not they are able to work with each other. Because I'm sure we've all been backstage in working environments where there are people we have a little bit of uh, controversy with, whatever the right word would be. And if you're working in a place where, you know, you want it to be warm and fuzzy in your tum-tums all the time, you want to make sure that the backstage locker room is a good vibe. And I remember when AEW started, one of the criticisms, which is the stupidest thing ever, that was thrown at the company was, oh, it's like all friends wrestling. I'm like, oh, what a a terrible thing. Criticize, criticize. How dare you all be buddies and how all you get on. But I actually think that's, I want more of that in wrestling, right? I want everyone to just be having a good time and smiling because wrestlers put themselves through so much anyways. The last thing they need is, I mean, there's always going to be backstage politics in whatever industry you decide to get in. 
But I think that's the most important thing. We want to make sure this doesn't cause anybody any mental struggles or any mental problems and on all sides, on CM Punk's side, on, again, the elite side, blah, blah. Hangman and a page, just throw him in there too. But right now, I suppose it all rests on Tony Khan's shoulders. What does he want to do? And I would imagine there would have to be some kind of conversation between CM Punk and the Elite, even if they decide not to work together. Maybe it ties into this rumors of a Saturday show. Maybe that becomes a CM Punk show. And you never see Kenny Omega and the Bucks on that. It seems like a difficult situation to try and manifest into existence. But again, I'm just some idiot on YouTube. I don't know how that stuff how that stuff is going to work. But moving all that to one side, again, I do like to talk about it because I think it's important. Again, what an idiot I am. Someone throw me into a well. Hasn't happened yet, but it will happen one day. Um, If you ask me purely from a fan perspective and purely from watching Dynamite and Rampage, et cetera, et cetera, and with all the pay-per-views we have coming up, do I want to see CM Punk back on TV? Yes, I do, right? I enjoyed all his work he did in the year that he was in AEW. I loved his feud with MGF. I thought that was awesome. I loved everything he did with Eddie Kingston. I always wanted to see CM Punk versus Kenny Omega because I thought that was sort of a dream match, and I still do believe that. And I do think he brings something to the product. And given that he's, what, early 40s, maybe mid-40s, I'm not 100% sure. The clock is ticking for no other reason. That's just how life works very very sadly he is getting older so and look you know we've seen people look at goldberg look at sting you know there's no reason why he can't get on but in terms of his peak peak years i would imagine he wants to get out of them right now people just go always oh, injury prone blah blah whatever i don't care about that injuries are a weird thing anyway but his promos were good his character is always fascinating which probably comes from the the real life cm punk and again, when he was doing that stuff with Eddie Kingston, I was absolutely captivated. Same with MJF when they were kind of shooting, but not shooting. Um, the John Moxley stuff was interesting, but we've kind of learned about that now. Same with the Hangman and Page stuff. But they still had great matches, and they still had stuff that I massively enjoyed. And if you do want to get into the business um, end of things and look at ratings and all the things that wrestling fans love to talk about, CM Punk did help with all of that. So again, if you are going to try and fill out a stadium... <laughs> Especially over here in the UK that hasn't seen CM Punk for a long ass time. And there'll be fans over here too. I think you want him back on the show. But I just want to make sure that everybody is happy. I know. What a loser I am. But that is truly how I feel. Because wrestling's great. And I love wrestling. And I couldn't be more involved in wrestling if I tried. But it's the most important of the least important things. You know, and I don't, I don't want to have a bunch of storylines and a bunch of angles if people are suffering because of it, right? Now, I don't think Tony Khan is going to do that. He seems like a very, very swell and a very, very good fellow. There's a bunch of stories out there with things that he has done. So I don't think he will allow that. And I think he will make sure that apologies are made and that things are smoothed over and that anyone backstage doesn't want to see CM Punk understands why slap your head. But it would be massive, like it just would. I don't think anything is done right now. I don't think he's definitely going to come back. I don't think he's definitely not going to come back. That's probably why um, Dax Harwood talked about it on his podcast to try and almost hint at the idea to see in what direction that goes and to see what kind of reaction we could get. Because also, let's not forget, wrestling fans crazy, man. I'm one of them. CM Punk could come back, get that big reaction, then all of a sudden people decide, actually, we have decided you're a heel now, and he gets booed. And is CM Punk ready for that? Does CM Punk want that? Again, we, we, we don't know the answer to that question, but I think he probably needs to be prepared for it. I mean, look at John Cena. Not the same situation, but it always the one that comes to my mind. Look at John Cena in 2008 when he returned to the Royal Rumble. It is one of my favorite reactions ever because nobody thought he was going to be number 30. Everyone is surprised. So you get that, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. When Madison Square Garden then goes, oh wait, we don't like you. Boo. <laughs> they start cheering for Triple H and whoever else was still in the ring. It gets me. It makes me, makes me chuckle. So I think you would have to go into it with an open mind. I think you'd have to go into it with a thick skin and I think you'd have to be ready for everything and everybody would have to be on the on the same page. But look, if you could get the Elite and FTR and CM Punk working together, that would be absolutely incredible. Like, I don't think we'll have Kenny Omega involved in it at the Wembley show because I think he should be in a singles match. But if you were to do CM Punk and FTR versus the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page and you told that story and there were some surprises and twists and turns, I think given what we do know and given most of the time when you combine reality and uh, fiction, storylines in one, that is what captivates people the most and gets them really emotionally invested. My word, it could be something else entirely. And given that the Wembley show is not just there to make money and it's not just there to make a fuss and say, look how many people we can fill in. It is there to try and establish AEW as a strong competitor in not only the UK, but Europe, France, Italy, Spain, wherever else, Germany. You know, a lot could come from this and it could be a jumping off platform. So I think it's going to be an interesting six to ten months. Um I think a lot's going to happen. We need to know if Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are going to resign with AEW. Maybe they already have. Maybe they already haven't. We just don't know. And a lot of it is going to depend on what happens here. So 
yeah, I mean, I read all of this stuff. I see a lot of people kind of throwing stuff back and forth on social media, which kind of makes sense. You've got the people that want punk back. You've got the people that don't want punk back. You've got kind of the people that are in the middle. And again, I always look at it from a human point of view. And then I kind of step to one side and I think, well, what, how, what, you know, given that I watch Dynamite and Rampage every single week, who would I love to see turn up? Of course, you'd love to see a CM Punk turn up, right? You'd get a reaction. There would be a buzz on the internet. And that's when I think wrestling is at its best. It's why WrestleMania was so much fun. Even when Shane McMahon came back, I know that didn't end the way that Shane McMahon would have wanted to, but I enjoyed the reaction. I enjoyed the people loving it. I enjoyed the people hating it. Almost the same as the Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes ending. Again, I've said it before. I would have had Cody Rhodes win, but there is something wonderful to seeing all these reactions and getting people's opinions and seeing that, oh, this guy thinks that and that guy thinks this. And, you know, you still want wrestling to be good and you still want people to pull the trigger at the right time. And you want belts to change hands. You want stories to be interesting. But it is just wrestling at the end of the day. And there are far more important things going on. So I don't know. Let me know in the chat too. Just write yes or no. Yes means you want CM Punk to come back to AEW. No means that you don't. It's very, very simple. It's a very simple system. And we'll see how at least the Simon Miller community is thinking about things. I mean, somebody has said I'm against Punk as a babyface right now. The events from September have made it very difficult for me to cheer him. Just my opinion. I don't know what others think. Well, man, a lot of people are going to agree with you. They really, really are, which is why, again, you need to go into it with an open mind and an open heart and a thick skin. Like I say, I'm repeating myself, but wrestling fans have taken over many a show. And should they decide to do it again, you absolutely have to be prepared for that. But wouldn't it be fantastic? Right. The uh, stream has caught up now. So I'm just going to read them as they come in, which is fun. (laughs) This kind of sums it up. Ready? Yes, 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 yes. This is legit too. Yes, yes, yes. Personal preference, no. Appreciate that. Maybe his professional preference is yes. Yes, yes. Forgive and forget, yes. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's like 12. And everybody has said yes. So look, obviously that's not a... uh Uh, That's not a litmus test of the entire wrestling community. Far from it. But at least people watching this right now, someone said, hell yeah, bring back punk. They didn't follow the rules at all. (laughs) Just wanted to get their two cents in there. So we will see. If somebody put a gun to my head right now, as I always say, I'd be like, bro, I talk about wrestling all the time. You don't have to point a, a gun to my head. I think he will come back now, which is which is me doing a massive 180 because six months ago, I said, well, not that long ago, three, four months ago, I said I didn't think that was going to happen. But now it actually feels like it is. It, it really, really does. Hence why Chris Jericho did an interview recently, which was the most, I wouldn't call it positive about Punk, but it was the most neutral I've seen him be about him. Um, and I don't think, again, I don't think there's any smoke without fire. And there was something else I read the other day as well. I can't remember what it was, but it all kind of felt like, hmm, I think we're headed in this direction. Oh, somebody has said no. Want to throw it in there. And then someone else says, yes, make sure he puts over the younger guys. Someone said, yes, 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 yes. Um, someone thinks said they don't think CM Punk is the bad guy. You're allowed that opinion too. Um, and someone compared it to Jeff Hardy, which I do appreciate because we can then move into the Jeff Hardy stuff too, because I had a lot of people asking me this today at Simon316 on Twitter. Give me a follow. And, um, you know, the Jeff Hardy situation, I struggle to talk about it because, again, this is about somebody's personal problems and personal issues. Now, even Jeff Hardy, and I'm sure Matt Hardy would never say what happened eight months ago whenever it was. Well, I can't remember what it was. Whenever it happened, was a good thing. Of course it wasn't a good thing. DUIs are serious. And, you know, as just as a PSA, if you have you decided to have a drink, even one beer, don't get in your car, don't get in your vehicle, get an Uber home, get a Lyft home. I can't remember the name of other (laughs) taxi companies. Get a friend to drive you home. Right. It's just not worth it, because even though there are legal limits where you can drink, imagine something bad did happen. You would never forgive yourself. But he did come back. He did get a massive reaction. It was quite impressive to see. And I just hope that he, I mean, he did go to rehab. I just hope that he's passed all of that. I hope that he can finish up his career with Matt Hardy, which they've always wanted to do. And we can end on a high note. And again, I don't like to, I don't like, you know, I don't like personal opinion. You're allowed to do it, of course. But personally, I don't massively like it when people go a bit full in when someone's clearly going through some issues again what he did was deplorable and nobody ever should do that ever it's bad it's bad and you know drunk driving is the worst in many ways because if somebody gets hit by a drunk driver can you imagine the rage you would feel because you'd be like why are you behind a car man why are you in a vehicle what are you doing it's terrible there's there's no excuse for it whatsoever there really isn't none there's nothing you could tell me that would ever excuse it and i have not my own personal experiences of doing it, but somebody that I know, thankfully not a friend, more of an acquaintance that did it. And I was never able to talk to them again, right? I don't want to get into it. This is not Simon Miller's personal hour, but it just, 
bothered me so much, especially because I tried to stop them and they would just not listen to me. And I genuinely like physically tried to stop them getting in the car. But, you know, we need to get this. I'm not for it. But I trust Tony Khan. Hopefully he has been through the rehab system. Hopefully he's in a better place. That is massively important. And hopefully we can get back to just talking about wrestling. Because while all of these... Uh, stories about the backstage stuff or the, you know, whatever is going on. Of course, they're fun. And I think at one point in time, especially, that's what kept me invested in wrestling. I've kind of gone, uh, done a 180 with this. And now I just want to talk about wrestling. I just want to talk about storylines. I just want to talk about characters. You know, I just want to do the ups and the downs. Check it out on What Culture Wrestling, AEW Dynamite Live right now when we're done here. Um, that's what I want to focus on because it's a distraction. It's a form of entertainment. And everything else sometimes becomes a little bit like a weight on your shoulders. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, this is a lot, man. But look, he's back. We'll see what happens. If it ever happens again, do I think he should return? No, I think you have to draw a line under it. But I also wish nothing but the best for him. And I really, really hope he's in a better place. And I really, really hope he can just enjoy every single day because that's what it's all about to be a human being. So we should now move on to Dynamite. I do want to talk about that much as we talked about Raw on Tuesday. Um, if you do have anything to say, you can throw it in the super chat. Again, all the money you put into this helps support the podcast because I make no money from it otherwise. And thank you so much for everyone that does do that. And everyone, my patron, you're awesome. And to everybody who bought merch, I'm going to be a cheap plug guy because I got some, uh, look what I ordered. I got some... Uh, you're going to be able to see this properly. Some warm and fuzzy tees. Obviously, you can get these on prowrestlingtees.com. for us, Simon Miller. But I bought some to sell at wrestling shows. That's a risk, isn't it? <laughs> Do you want warm and fuzzy feeling in your tum-tum on your shirt? Well, we're going to find out. But I really enjoy Dynamite this week. And I know I always say I enjoy Dynamite this week. My dad is trying to ring me. Not now, Dad. Honestly. Honestly. Why was my dad trying to ring me for? It's the problem with my dad. It will happen now. He'll try and ring me again. He's like someone you just first dating. He doesn't ring you once. He rings you three times on the bounce, even though you'll hang up on him, which sends a message. We don't need to talk about it. But uh, now I know I always say that I, I enjoy Dynamite and people roll their eyes. Oh, woe is me. I enjoy a wrestling show. It must be really hard to, uh, to, be, uh, <laughs> to be a happy person. But I just think at the moment they found their flow and they're introducing new storylines and they're doing such good matches. Like Swerve Strickland versus Darby Allen, that was a phenomenal pro wrestling match. Now, I always knew that Swerve was great, but what really opened my eyes is he came over to Progress a few months ago and who the hell did he have a match with? I think it was Spike Trevay. Was it Cara Noir? I can't remember. It's one of them. But the way he adapted to the Progress style the progress crowd what he had to get out of that match he was like a chameleon and ever since then i've watched him a lot closer especially on rampage I'm like man that dude we have not seen the peak of that guy yet i promise you when he gets going he's absolutely going to smash it i guess you could argue he's doing it now much preferring with brian cage and prince nana and apparently they're going to add somebody else to that so that's super duper exciting and darby allen is just well he's one of a kind isn't he he scares the crap out of me i don't like how much he kicks his own ass given that he's but that's what he wants to do and you can't say it's not compelling tv i mean the first thing he did was massive dive backpack stunner another dive i couldn't even keep up i was trying to make notes i was like darby would you calm down i said this in ups and downs again look my fingers can't move that fast look <laughs> they're all they're all screwed up but it was such a fantastic match i enjoyed all the stuff towards the end i like the fact that prince nana and brian cage got involved but it didn't actually go anywhere and darby allen was still able to get the win especially because we're building to this four-way right we're building to this four-way darby allen versus jungle boy versus sammy guevara versus mjf i don't think mjf will lose to any of them but i think it's a way to put them in a main event establish to whoever is watching that these are people that we should care about and go from there that's the goal with this so that jack perry sammy guevara and darby allen come out the other side feeling like people that could main event another show down the line and it's also one of the reasons i love watching AEW. i wasn't that aware of these people uh, before AEW started and we get to see them grow and we get to invest in them however much you would like to so i think that i think that's pretty exciting stuff and the stuff afterwards them jeff and sting and darby allen was awesome sting is just the man like, i love sting i'm actually in love with him because he comes out he's such an interesting character because he is a bit spooky wooky in many ways but at the same time he can. He, he had literal pom poms because he said, "I'm not. I'm not a cheerleader. I'm just his mate." And he gets away with it, probably because he's an icon and probably because he has so many years under his belt. But yeah, what a! I just love him. I love him being there. I thought it was a great promo. I thought it did everything to reestablish this uh, relationship with Darby Allen. And I suppose at some point he is going to retire this year. And the rumor, well, no, it's just speculation. No one has rumored this. They just think it would be a good idea is that maybe you could do it at the All In show. And maybe you could because we haven't had Sting in this country for a long ass time. He does have a massive following over here. You can see it from WCW and TNA when they used to come over. 
And if you do do that, I think wrestling fans, especially from Europe, would really buy into it. And I think it would be a reason to go to see Sting's last match. Maybe do a six-man tag. Maybe he takes on Darby Allen. You know, that, that could be something. And then you could make sense of that too. But much like they did with the great Muta recently in, in Japan, if you wrap up Sting's career in the right way, I think it will mean something. And it would certainly mean something to me. I love this guy. He was one of the reasons I used to watch WCW. He was a major reason I started to tune into TNA. Um, I was so pumped when he got to WWE in 2016. It wasn't massively over the moon what they did with him, but at least we got to see something. And I think that AEW has probably treated him the best of the bunch in his latter part of his career, which has brought him back to prominence and reminded you everything that he's done. So really, really, really good. MJF is just a man. Darby Allen has smashed it over the last few weeks. And Sting is Sting. What a hero. He makes me happy. Uh, Jed Brown. Wow, this is a super chat and a half. Man, this, we're about to take a little bit of a, of a right turn. You have been booked to all in. If your, name, if your name is Tony Khan, this is the greatest super chat of all time. It's not, it's Jed Brown. It's a handicap match. You versus three AEW talents. Who would you like it to be? And can we chant Golden Up in the crowd too? Dude, I don't have to be on a show to, crowd, to chant Golden Up. Do it anyway. I mean, look, in Dream Silly Land, you would say, I don't know, <laughs> Kenny Omega, MJF and Hangman Adam Page, because they would make me look amazing, right? But in terms of a match I actually think would be hilarious for everybody... I would love it to be me versus Danhausen versus Orange Cassidy versus Ethan Page or a Matt Hardy, right? Or Hook. I think that would be absolutely ridiculous, absolutely over the top. We could do some proper silly stuff. And I think people would actually like that more given who I am and my goofiness, etc. And look, you always shoot your shot. You always believe. I have no idea what's going to happen over the next few months. Keep, keep, people keep tweeting about it. You have no much of that. You genuinely don't know how much that means to me. The fact that you care to that degree that you will tweet and you will make noise. You get a massive thumbs up for me. Thank you very much for keeping me inspired. And Spaz Phoenix, always supporting in the Super Chat. Make sure you check out his podcast, who said, people were real happy that the tag titles main evented Mania. So for Mania 40, the main event has to be, ready for this internet, Finn Balor and Punk going over Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Papa H never forgets. Um, I don't, here's what, look, wrestling is so nuts. I'm not even going to say that match can't happen, right? And somebody pitched the idea of Cody Rhodes turning heel to me the other day. And actually, I was like, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good idea. The reason I don't think it's going to happen is because I don't think Triple H and CM Punk like each other. Now, that doesn't mean that one day he couldn't return to WWE. Again, nothing is off the table. But I think if he did go back, I'm not sure he'd be pushed as the tippy top guy. But I could be wrong. And I've got no problem with Cody Rhodes going heel and teaming up with Roman Reigns. Two-man power trip, baby. Although we may be doing that with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, which I'd also like. Don't forget, we never got it properly with Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was taken away from us because nobody appreciated Stone Cold Steve Austin as a heel. And Triple H pulled his damn quad. I was well into that team. They would have beaten everybody and it would have pissed everybody off. Maybe that was the thing that would have helped Steve, you know, get over there too. I don't know. But look, would I take that main event? Of course I'd take that main event. You want to know why? Because it would cause carnage on social media. And the older I get, that's all I want to see because I'm a bad person. Uh, Spats Phoenix also says, will you review Rebellion your next podcast next week since Impact doesn't exist on what culture anymore? I'm kind of biased since I'm going. My friend, I promise you, if I can find the time, I will review it. That is the issue at the moment is finding the time. I, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm struggling to find time at the moment for what we do have, which is awesome. Excellent. I'm genuinely appreciative that I have all these things to do, but it is becoming, it's becoming toit. <laughs> but I'll do what I can. I appreciate the fact that you care. The other amazing match on Dynamite was Orange Cassidy versus Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews has got to be one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world today. That guy can go. People go, oh, he just copies Kenny Omega. So... He copies Omega really well. Who gives a flub? And Orange Cassidy, to me, is genuinely one of the best wrestlers in the world. He takes goofiness. He takes seriousness. He merges them together perfectly, as far as I'm concerned. And this run that he's on with the international title is some of the best stuff AEW has done in Yonks. Like, we're telling a story, too, because he's having so many matches, because he wants to keep defending this thing. He's getting more injured, and the losses are coming closer and closer, even though he keeps pulling out victories. And eventually, what, you, what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to have him beaten... And it's not going to diminish him at all because you can tell the story that he was such a fighting champion. He kind of screwed himself over, which is tremendous. And if you, even if you only got 20 minutes today, go and watch these two matches because they are so damn good. I had such a good time. They put a smile on my face and, you know, just more, more power to both of them. Um, and the House of Black didn't get involved at all. Like it was just Julia Hart out there going like this because she was really mad. 
I like this Julia Hart as well. I like this new character she's done. It's like from cheerleader to that. Um, it is really, really good. So, you know, when I tune into AEW, I expect good matches because that's the expectation that's been built up to me. And again, they absolutely smashed it, which is the same with Powerhouse Hobbs versus uh, Silas Young. Like, I know it was a squash match, but that's what I expect, right? So I just enjoyed it for what it was. And it was nice that Silas Young was in his hometown. He got a pop. And look, we're putting over Hobbs Strong, which is kind of interesting because Wardlow comes back, smashes the car. As an old school WCW fan, I freaked out a bit. I was like, no, don't do that again. Remember what happened to Goldberg? Thankfully, he seems to be fine. And now he's going right back into the Powerhouse Hobbs program, and I believe their match is on Dynamite. Now, I don't think Hobbs should lose the championship, but Wardlow absolutely needs something. What that something is, I don't know. So I'm not entirely sure what we're going to do here. There's a what culture interview going up with Wardlow soon. Well, we just asked him straight up about Goldberg because Goldberg is a free agent. And this is why I bring him into AEW. We need to do something with Wardlow, right? You do Wardlow versus Goldberg, maybe it all in, depending on how much Goldberg costs, and you have Wardlow beat him. And I promise you, no matter what you think about big old Bill, it would light a fire under Wardlow's ass if you capitalize on it. So we will see. It wouldn't surprise me if Goldberg is involved with AEW. And I'm all for it. As long as you get the right results, using legends is a good thing, especially in AEW. Again, Sting, amazing. Jake Roberts, amazing. Tully Blanche when he was there, amazing. Tony Khan treats them with the respect and he gets the balance right too. Like, he really, really does. So I trust it, and I want to see it. You want to know why? Reactions. I, I keep That should be the name of this damn podcast. I keep repeating it, but it's absolutely true. Uh, Juice Robinson and um, Jay White also told us that they are now the Golden Bullet Club, was it? Or Bullet Club Gold or something like that. That'd be kind of interesting. I want to see where it goes. I think Jay White should be a main event player, so let's get him there soon. Uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus are back as some kind of spooky wookie tag team, but that's cool because I love Christian Cage and I really love Luchasaurus. Missed that guy and he's got a new look. Looks like an enemy in a Power Rangers film, <laughs> which is absolutely fantastic. And then we had all the stuff with Matt Hardy, The Firm and Ethan Page. I'm very, very biased towards this because I really enjoy all of them. And I'm not 100% sure what Matt Hardy said. <laughs> he said, oh, I'm out the firm because you lost a hook. But also I put a stipulation in the contract where if we win a match, we're out the firm. Look, he just got his words mixed up. This is when Jeff Hardy came back too. But the coolest thing is, again, I'm just repeating myself. We've got a Matt Hardy interview going up on What Culture soon. I think Broken Matt Hardy is coming back. And he did a podcast, his own podcast the other day where he also hinted at this. I don't know how that ties into the Jeff Hardy stuff. Maybe Jeff Hardy were going back to being Brother Nero. I want, much like the Hardy boys are going to have their one last run, I want to see one more Broken Matt Hardy in AEW with a crowd. Because when we did it before without a crowd, I don't think it worked. I think you need that crowd interaction. While it was great in TNA, AEW just has bigger crowds. It's a numbers game. People still chant delete, so they're still into it. So I'm going to keep everything crossed that we uh, that we do get this because I'm just a massive fan of the character to the point even Matt Hardy knows this. And when we did the interval, the first thing he said was, "I'm wonderful." <laughs> then when I did that just for you, and I turned into a little geek. But um, if that does all end this way, I'll, I'll be a happy I'll be a happy panda. And I just like the fact that Isaiah Cassidy, Matt Hardy, and Jeff Hardy are going to be feuding with Ethan Page and the Firm. I just, Ethan Page is great. Matt Hardy is great. Hook was involved in this too. Hook is great. Hook gets better every single week. I like these two factions coming together. I think you can easily boo the firm. You can easily cheer the Hardys and all of those guys. Let's keep it simple. Not everything has to be over the top. Sometimes you can just sort of, you know, place people in individual roles and they're there to serve the show and you look forward to them and that's what they think this is. A few, again, that maybe sort of takes up the intensity a little bit is the, you know, the BCC versus the elite. Like Kenny Omega was at home, cut a really, really understated promo, but it was awesome. And then we had Claptio and John Moxley murdering, literally, not literally, but murdering Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. And I thought this was excellent because it really made me feel for the good guys. I was like, I don't know why you're doing this. You crazy. But my word, do I support you? And it ended when the ref was like, nope. <laughs> she said, referee's decision is no. <laughs> this, can't, this can't go on. They got beaten up, man. And I was annoyed. I forgot to do the blood count on AEW because sometimes in a rush and I'm a moron too. That's a bad combination. But there was a lot of blood on this show. Nakazawa was bleeding. Cutler was bleeding. People biting everyone. I think Cassidy was bleeding. And Darby Allen was bleeding. <laughs> bleeding. There's so much. So much damn blood. But it was really good because Kenny Omega lied to us and he was there. He served the distraction. Young Bucks come out. They have a big old fight. They try to stab someone with this moxie with a screwdriver, but they hit Tina the turnbuckle instead. So I was still upset. I was like, why does Tina get hit? That's not fun. 
Um, it is funny, like, and I mentioned this on Ups and Downs too. People are like, why the hell did Nakazawa and Cutler go to the ring with no help if all those guys were there? It's just silly wrestling. I ain't got a problem with it at all. But it is mean. <laughs> it's still mean. Even if they did know they were there, they should have talked them out of it and said, look, don't do this. It, it's absolutely not worth it. Um, it's just a great feud and it's so intense. And now I actually think this will be the blood and guts match. And that should be pretty damn good, right? I mean, that should be pretty amazing with them. Um, with all these people in it. I do think Kenny Omega should go back to singles matches soon. Brian Danielson was on this show, but we've already teased that. So I think we will do Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Maybe at that all-in show. Maybe not at the Forbidden Door. You wouldn't do it there. Maybe at Double or Nothing. But yeah, let's get back to that, man. Kenny Omega as a singles wrestler is second to none. I think he's a generational talent. And um, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen him drop the ball, to be completely honest. Anytime I've seen Kenny Omega do anything, it has been tremendous. Same with the Young Bucks. And I know they, call it, they kind of divide opinion but I genuinely think that all three together change the industry. I'm not going to talk about it here. We'll do it on another show. But uh, yeah, they, they really did add to, to everything that wrestling is. We then continue all the stuff with the women because Tony Storm and Ruby Soho defeated Sky Blue and Riho. I'm enjoying seeing Sky Blue after she signed because she gets better each and every single week. The only issue with this is, is the, out, the, the outcasts, as they're called, uh, won. And then out came Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and made the save. And it was fine. I think we're doing Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter versus these two next week on Dynamite. We do need to shake up the formula a little bit. Now, I like all of this. I think it's actually enhancing the women's division because it's getting more people on the show, but they do need to split off at some point. And we need a proper women's title feud. Don't get me wrong. That should be, that should absolutely be a centerpiece of the whole show, especially because Jamie Hayter is so over. But there is something to all this. It's just kind of fallen into a repeat pattern at the moment. Copy and paste, copy and paste. I do understand it. We're trying to get the outcasts over as an absolute threat. But now there just needs to be a little wrinkle of something. And I do believe it's coming. I think we're still in a holding pattern because Double or Nothing is still a good few weeks away. But I do like it. And it's made me like Sky Blue more. Riho is always great. And, you know, Willow Nightingale and everybody else that has been involved is awesome. It's established Ruby Soho as a heel and Tony Storm and Soraya, right? We understand where the battle lines are drawn. We just need an extra person on each side. Now, I wanted this to be the blood and guts match, but given that we're using screwdrivers, I think we'll probably reserve that for the BCC and the elite. But look, I could be completely wrong and you can think I'm a moron, but I, when it comes on my television, I'm like, oh, sweet. I do want to see what we're going to do next. But yes, the next thing we do know, uh, we do do, I should say. Should kind of uh, should kind of shift in a different direction. Shout out to Spaz Phoenix again. It was such an awesome supporter in the super chat. I really do appreciate it, man. Like you really, really do allow me to do this. So thank you so much. Um, who has again just uh, has something else he wants to throw out there? Destiny Wrestling's Icons Three show has Trent Seven versus ELP, a trios between Bullet Club and the Rascals, a six pack for the Destiny Rebellion title. We've been Simon. We've been Simon to save the main title from the interim champ Steve Macklin. I mean that is an amazing show. Look. There's, an, there's so many good indie wrestling shows right now. And I love to see that Trent Seven is still doing well. ELP just got kicked out of the Bullet Club, but he's absolutely fantastic. The Bullet Club continue to kick ass. The Rascals, you know, they're, they're an amazing team. Um, and yeah, Destiny Wrestling, as far as I know, are, are doing really good. And I didn't know Steve Macklin was champ. I like Steve Macklin. He, he came out of WWE. He totally smashed it. And as Spaz is always saying, he would like me to, to go to Destiny Wrestling. As I always say, if a promotion in your area, be it wherever in the world, would like to book me and we can figure it out, I will come. Because life is all about opportunities and embracing those opportunities. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens. We just don't know. Which brought us to our main event, which is Keith Lee versus Chris Jericho. Look, again, biased. Love Keith Lee. Love Chris Jericho. And I love the fact that Swerve Strickland came out and screwed over Keith. Look, this feud has been going on way too long. You can't, there's no, you, you can't tell me otherwise. Right, it, it, we should have done the match probably at the last pay-per-view, but we didn't, and I still want to see it, right? I'm hanging my whole life on this, even if we have to keep stretching it out. I want to see Keith Lee versus Swerve, because I think they will have such a damn good match. Why Swerve is so intent on smacking things into Keith Lee's head, I will never know. It's absolutely obsessed with it. But that is what happened at the end here, which gave Chris Jericho the win, and it did protect Keith Lee. I know we get a lot of interference and distractions in Jericho Appreciation Society matches, but here, I thought it was the smart thing to do because um, I didn't want Keith Lee to lose, but I also thought that Chris Jericho, he lost to Ricky Starks, he lost to Action Andretti. He is still Chris Jericho, right? And I know some people have a problem with him these days. I'm not entirely sure why. He still brings a lot to AEW. People still know where he, who he is. He's still a massive star. So... You do want to protect him. You do want to protect him a little bit, especially because obviously Adam Cole came out at the end to, to talk to Keith Lee, which was funny after all the rumors last year or two years ago, where apparently WWE wanted to call Adam Cole. 
Adam Cole, terrific professional wrestler and awesome promo Adam Cole to the main roster and make him Keith Lee's manager. Now, that would have been amazing because Keith Lee and Adam Cole are amazing, but you don't take him out the ring. Adam Cole, one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. That would have been absolutely nuts. Um, and that's what we're going to do at, at the pay-per-view. It's absolutely going to be Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole should beat him, one, two, three, clean in the middle. And then he should beat somebody else. And then he should go and challenge for the MJF uh, for the world title at the end of the year. And he should beat him. I think Adam Cole needs to become our typically top babyface. I think he's so endearing. He's so sympathetic. He's just nice. He's just a nice dude. And it's not put on. It's real. And I think we should use that. And we should push him to the moon as the champion. And, w and AEW does seem to like doing these year reigns. Somebody wins. Year reigns. Somebody wins. And it's not boring at the moment. It hasn't run out of steam. I think at one point someone is going to have to win it for two, three months and lose. Because, you know, you need to do those things. Although, I suppose they're probably doing this. Because of everything they have with Punk and Moxley. To tie into the, the title of this show. We are kind of rehabbing a little bit but i think we've done that um but i mean I, I like everything we're doing with adam cole right now happy he's back and again to tie back into all the things we talked about at the start of the show health and happiness man health and happiness adam cole i watched a bit of all access has gone through hell and the fact that he's able to do what he loves again that's what's important even if he lost every single match i don't care and of course we talk about it and we would constructively criticize it from a fan's point of view but i would always remember what he had been through and what Britt baker went through so you know because of that you know by association and uh, i got to have a quick chat with adam Cole at wrestlemania weekend and again just a super nice guy and i like all of this i like it that he's in the main event and yeah when look i get I, i'll be honest with you I get no more hate on the internet than Simon. You never give AEW a down. It's not true. It does get downs. But I'm never going to give a down for the sake of it. And people still don't understand that it's a positive show. This is a positive show. I'm always going to look on the bright side of life because I have real problems. <laughs> I don't want my wrestling to become a problem too. So, yeah, awesome Dynamite. Had a really, really good time. And that's the main thing. There are a few people who have sort of just joined the YouTube uh, YouTube chat. Thank you so much. Again, do not forget you can super chat should you so wish. And uh, they wanted to talk about CM Punk. Uh, someone says CM Punk is coming back. Question mark. Well, we don't know yet. He wants to come back. Uh, that's been made very clear through the wrestling um, news sources. Whether or not it's going to be greenlit, we don't know. And somebody else said CM Punk probably won't come back until All In, which I don't think is a good idea because you have so many people in the locker room that he's going to piss off everybody well you have to make like we said you're going to have to make that right and you're going to have to balance the books but i promise you this if he is coming back at all in you're going to know about it they're going to tell you they're going to hammer it home they're going to advertise it i mean look if he is coming back and we do have this brand new show on saturday which i think starts in july rumor rumor we don't know put punk on that show you know do a great rating you'll establish the fact that saturday nights are aew night and we can go from there. This is the other thing people ask me. Miller, what are you going to do about ups and downs? As we said the other day, I cannot do it on Sunday for personal reasons that I don't want to get into. It's boring and you don't care. I will do it on Monday if what culture are cool with that. Of course I want to do it. I want to do all the ups and downs. But there's a little thing called life. <laughs> and life gets in the way. And for those people that are super sad there was no Ring of Honor last week. There was no Ring of Honor last week because I had 10 videos to do in two days, Right. And there was no one to edit them. And bless what coach, they tried to find someone they couldn't. I couldn't do one of my edits. I had no time. So we just had to skip it. I needed sleep, okay? That's not true. I didn't get any sleep, so I was making videos. Sometimes it just happens. Ring of Honor returns tomorrow, right? I'm going to watch it in the morning. Everything, everything is going to be okay. So uh, we will get into some wrestling news. But as I will say now, any kind of a question or anything you want to talk about, make sure you throw it into the chat and we'll definitely get those in the last 20 minutes of the show. Oh, I closed my notes down. Well, that was just stupid, isn't it? And also a shout out to everyone listening on podcast too i massively appreciate everybody uh everybody listening on the podcast everybody listening on youtube just people that react to this it, it it's super duper cool like it just is and i'm glad we're doing this live again and like i say i have a half-built setup over there and soon we're gonna have a nice table it's not gonna be all this green screen madness it's gonna look nice and we're gonna make it more interactive we're gonna talk about more things and we're really gonna try and establish it as a thing again wrestlemania was crazy right but shout out to all my wrestlemania friends someone did actually ask how my match with brian zane went shout out to brian zane good dude as well he beat me me by cheating which happens a lot in professional wrestling but it just means that we're gonna have to do another match soon where i will whip his ass that's it also make sure you watch rampage this week it's the best friends versus aussie open that's gonna be amazing i've read a few things because i couldn't help myself i wanted to know how good it was sounds incredible best friends rock aussie open having flump my gosh they can't have bad matches and those two dudes are uh those two dudes are awesome. Um, what did Booker T 
What did he say? I think Booker T said he wanted Gunther to be a future world champion, but he also said something like if Will Ospreay starts working in America all the time, he'd love to work with him. And I don't know whether he meant in the ring or if he meant he would just like to say, hey, man, you know, come under my wing and I can uh, I can teach you a thing or two. I kind of want to see Booker T versus Will Ospreay now. <laughs> I lie. I want to see King Booker versus Will Ospreay because that's one of those matches that I never thought would ever happen. But now as I'm learning by wrestling, anything is possible. If you manifest something and you believe in something, it will actually happen, which is totally, totally nuts. And now I'm going through my notes. I realize there is no wrestling news. All the wrestling news is just AEW stuff. Jeff Hardy returns. Uh, Matt Hardy wants to see more tag team main events after WrestleMania 39. So do I. There's so much wrestling on TV. Not everything has to be a singles match. Just sell me on the story and I'll be totally cool. Conan also hinted that maybe, just maybe, he's going to do more stuff with WWE. I would love that. Um, you know, the uh, the Hall of Fame speech he gave was absolutely incredible. And the other thing with Conan, and he was talking about Kenny Omega coming into uh, AAA, which obviously he helps book. And apparently they weren't able to book Kenny Omega because they weren't sure what his future lies. And according to Conan, you know, as Kenny Omega does renegotiate his deal, he talked to WWE. Now, I don't think that's as big a headline as it sounds on paper, because if you are a wrestler with your deal up, of course you'd reach out to both sides. You need to see what's on the table, and then you need to search your feelings like a Jedi to figure out what you want to do. I think I'd probably want Kenny Omega to stay in AEW because I think there's unfinished business there, but you can't lose. I mean, if Kenny Omega did go to WWE tomorrow, Kenny Omega versus Cody Rhodes, right? I know we've seen it. I think I've seen it anyway, but in WWE, it would feel so surreal. Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins, Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega versus Gunther on that stage. I mean, we could do this all day. Kenny Omega versus Baron Corbin. Just so I'd be like, how the hell is this happening? How do we get here? But my gut tells me that the Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega will stay with AEW. And I think that's probably, I would say for the best but I just think that that's, oh, I don't even know. I don't even, I, I just, I, I, I've got no words for it. I just think that seems to make um, make the most sense at the moment. And yeah, as I do go through all my notes, no, there's no news. That's kind of nice, isn't it? Well, I tell you what the news is. The news with the CM Punk stuff. That's what everyone's been talking about. As soon as that came out, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Actually, Rey Mysterio did an interview on the Impulsive podcast with Logan Paul. And he said, that I can't remember what it was now, but there was a time during his main WWE run where, I read it here, I got it written down. I spoke to Vince. I told him, boss, I need to check myself in. I'm going to need some time off. Um, and Vince McMahon was cool with it uh, because he was addicted to painkillers. Now, you never want to hear that. That's the worst thing in the world. But he did go through all those knee injuries. And if you go back to kind of, I think, 2016, 17, 18, maybe around then, before he got his stem cell, uh, whatever the word would be, medication treatment, you can see how bad his knees were. And he's had so many knee surgeries. I mean, he's been going now 25 years or is it 35 years? Well, 1997. So that's 2007. It's at least 25 years. Because that amazing match at Halloween Hag with Eddie Guerrero is 25 years. And this is when I think he has to be one of the best ever, especially when it comes to consistency. Who is more consistent than Rey Mysterio? This is what I always say about cartoons, right? When The Simpsons was at its peak, nothing could beat The Simpsons, right? Those few seasons were amazing. But then it fell off. Whereas South Park, to me, has always been consistent and amazing. I think that's Rey Mysterio when it comes to wrestling. He's never had a bad match. He's had matches that weren't up to his standard, usually because of injuries. But he's never had a bad match. So when I did read that, I think it's really important that these legends of the game are coming out and talking about this. We never want to go through this again. If you do have a problem, it's massively important you do go out there and sort it. And it kind of ties into that thing Darby Allen chatted about on Dynamite, where he mentioned he was struggling with some stuff, so he went to therapy. And all the crowd chanted for therapy. Isn't it awesome that we've got there, that we can talk about these things and we can talk about our struggles and they're not crapped on, they're not seen as weak? Because they're not weak. It's so hard to publicly come out and say, man, I'm struggling here and I've got a problem. That takes everything that you've got because you don't know how people are going to react and you're worried that, oh, is it going to affect this opportunity or is it going to affect that opportunity? So, yeah, like, I just love all that kind of stuff. Because again, as the master of the ups and downs, I understand the ups and I understand the downs. And the downs are always harder than the ups. We need the downs to appreciate the ups, but the downs are harder to get out of. So again, if you are feeling sad, you are feeling down, there's nothing wrong with you. You're a human being. Reach out, get help. You'll be okay. I promise. Take every day as it comes. Spaz Phoenix again. Man, dude, you're keeping this show alive. I'm not even joking. You are. Do you think Triple H's and Vincent's new overlords will have a different view on interpromotional wrestling? No, only because one... They would never, ever let UFC go anywhere near Bellator. They ain't interested in that. Two, they put so much money into that. They want to grow WWE. And three, they've already said that Vince McMahon has autonomy over this thing and Triple H. And they don't ever want to work with it. In fact, Triple H is more, feels like he's more insistent on uh, sort of battling AEW than Vince was. Because, you know, when he was in the big boy chair, all of a sudden, 
that double or nothing weekend, when is, whatever the next NXT show is or that weekend, that is literally going time for time with double or nothing. That's a crazy weekend too. It's Progress Strong Star weekend, so I'll be working all those three days. Plus there's a Saudi Arabia show. Plus I think there's double or nothing and there's the NXT. I'm going to die. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love my job. It's awesome. But no, I don't think we'll see it. And if anything, I, I think it will get, not worse, but more aggressive. But it is competition. So, you know, you just have to do it. Do you think Jacob Fatu could be a good fit? We don't say for AEW or WWE, but he's a Fatu. So I'll absolutely smash it. That's just the way. Someone says Simon can get an up. Of course, if you ask for an up, you absolutely get it. Have an up. If you were a wrestler in WWF, what would your gimmick have been in 1993? Uh, Repo Man 2. I don't think Repo Man was around in 93, was he? Or maybe he was. I can't remember. Uh, my gimmick would have been, what gimmick didn't we have? We never had a, think of a job, think of a job think of a job we never had a janitor i don't think we had a janitor so i would have been ray paper <laughs> the janitor and people wonder why i never got it do you think we're going to do bullet club gold versus bullet club probably at forbidden door yes i do think we're going to do that and i think it'll probably be quite good because everyone still loves the bullet club um, do you know how much tickets going to cost for the all in show? Somebody had an email the other day they sent round. And I think it said it was 30 pounds to 500 pounds, which is actually quite fair. You have to imagine that 500 pounds could be a VIP experience. It could be a front row experience, but 30 pounds of that kind of show would be amazing. So hopefully they are fairly priced. That was a problem with Clash of the Castle. They were way too expensive. Uh, is there any chance of an MFW review show? Nope. <laughs> I just don't have the time. I'm sorry. When will the WrestleMania vlog be up on the channel? Um, probably not for a while, sadly. I need some time to do it, and I want to make sure I do it right. But I'll do my best. Thought on Vince McMahon's moustache. One of the weirdest things I have ever seen in my entire life. And uh, somebody talking about King Mo and Bobby Lashley came from the same mixed martial arts with training. Their coach was an all-elite wrestling and impact wrestling. Well, I didn't know that, but thank you very much. Thank you very much for telling me. And are you going to enter NXT as Repo Man? I get asked that all the time. I mean, I absolutely would. If somebody called me up right now and said, Simon, do you want to be the new Repo Man? Yes, I want to be the new Repo Man. I got no shame. I don't care about being serious. I don't, that's the other question I get too. You know, would you sign with WWE if they booked you like crap for a year? Of course you would. What an amazing 12 months you would have. It would be an incredible 12 months. Getting to be on the road and getting to experience that kind of way of life with WWE. I mean, you always, I think any wrestling fan worth their salt would want to see, um, you know, uh, would want to have those feelings, even if you couldn't be the WWE champion. So, you know, I think that would be amazing. This has just popped up as well, given that we were talking about Kenny Omega, we may as well read it. So I don't, I don't want to put erroneous information out there. Um, but Kenny Omega still working under previous AEW contract has not signed a new deal. Kenny Omega has not signed a new deal with AEW, reports F4W Online. Um, Conan told Nick Houseman he is assuming Omega resigned with the company. However, our own Dave Meltzer has noted, where is it? Conan did an interview and he got people thinking that Omega has signed a new contract and Kenny Omega is under contract to AEW. His contract was extended because he was out for nine months during injuries. So I believe that he is under contract to around November or December and that's the situation, but there has been no deal signed. So there you go. Maybe he does join WWE. And as I always say with this kind of stuff, he should go where his heart wants him to go. Imagine your job. Let's say that you are a McDonald's burger flipper. Good for you. I hope you're enjoying it. If Burger King come along, they offer you twice the money and they say, we're going to let you be a cheese man. <laughs> You've always wanted to be a cheese man. You're probably going to take it. It's not a slight on you. You shouldn't take it personally and you should view it like any other job or like, well, and I wouldn't really compare it to sports teams and transfers or drafts because people do get super emotional about that. And it is great that you're so emotional and it is great that you're so invested because that's why wrestling is on the pedestal that it is. But always remember, they're not doing it to offend you. They're just doing it to try and better their own existence and they'll have their and they'll have their own reasons and i support anyone uh, for making any move that they're going to someone says how's your day going sir busy thursdays are busy with dynamite and a bunch of other crazy videos and also as you'll see on what culture wrestling soon we're trying a few new things and that requires some effort uh you could be the new repo man you could do it on the independent scene but you'd have to get the okay from the original uh i think barry darso would be fine with it i've met barry darso um 
Maybe I will do that. <laughs> Maybe I'll send him a message and see what he says. And again, thank you so much for Spaz Felix in the super chat again. Any super chats I will always respond to because you are giving me your money, which is crazy. Do you know how hard it is to earn money? And again, thank you to everyone that buys merchandise too. Every time I get an email saying new pro wrestling tees sell, I lose my mind. Uh, if WWE did do intergender wrestling, what's a fun match you'd want to see? I would pitch Shotzi versus Butch. Yeah, I'd like to see that. But here's the, uh, here's the big one. I'm deadly serious about this. If we start doing intergender wrestling, I love Cody Rhodes and I want him to beat Roman Reigns, but all of a sudden Rhea Ripley moves into the number one position. Look at my face. I ain't no kidding here. I ain't saying this to wind you up. I ain't saying this to get hate assignment of 316 on social media. I'm saying this because I totally mean it. Give Rhea Ripley all the belts. She can be a tag team champion. She can be the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. She can be the Raw SmackDown Champion. Raw SmackDown Champion ain't even a thing. Bring back the 24-7 title. Get that to Rhea Ripley. I tell you, 2023 is going to be Rhea Ripley's year. And if we get to WrestleMania 40 and Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair ain't on that card, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to go moan on it. Social media about it. Of course, I'm not going to do that. Um, again, look, I, I'd be happy for them to do more intergender wrestler, uh, wrestling in WWE. I don't think they are going to just because the way it looks in clips and people share it on social media and people won't understand the context and that doesn't look good for the company. Especially now with uh, the Endeavor stuff, I think we're probably further away from ever seeing it. But again, that's a conversation to be had. And we should have it. You know, we should have those conversations because it's important. You should always be having conversations about, I wouldn't call it a difficult thing, but something that um, causes some controversy. Because if we don't talk about it, we're never going to get to a, a cool place. John the Gin in the Super Chat. I like it. Here he comes. I like you, John, with your opinions. Um, I respectfully disagree on QTV because I said I like QTV. MGF is a great heel as I want to see him get his. QTV is bad as I never want to see them again. <laughs> All subjective, of course. Of course, John. And I appreciate you sharing your opinion with me and I doubly respect you for being respectful and telling you that you disagree with me. I would love to have more of this. Unfortunately, usually it's people just shouting and we can't have a conversation. I see where you're coming from, but with QTV, it makes me laugh. I think QT, QT Martial is a far better than people realize i was on that mitts of mania show where stupid brian zane did cheat to beat me and i saw colt cabana and qt marshall in that main event it was wondrous it was wonderful it was pro wrestling art and i'm not even kidding um so maybe that makes me a little bit biased i do not know but i like those qtv skits because i think they're meant to be obnoxious they're meant to be silly but again you do walk a, a fine tightrope with those and again for you you decided it makes me want to turn it off. For me, it makes me laugh and think, man, they're a bunch of dickheads. And that's why I love them. And eventually, of course, Powerhouse Hobbs will go face. He'll turn on QT Martial, probably after QT costs him the TNT title, and we can get back to it. But no, I'm a big fan of QT. I always was anyway. And then when I saw him live and the way that he just manipulated that crowd and all the little spots that he did, it was, it was excellent. It was truly, truly excellent. So yeah, long may it continue. Shout out to David Cox in the way as well in the super chat. David, this is the first, it's telling me this is your first ever super chat, which is lovely. Thank you very much, David. Massively appreciate it. You've got balloons and everything on the screen. I've been watching WWE since 1983 when you were three years old. Amazing. I just can't get into AEW because the production values seem quite low. Can you suggest something I could watch to maybe change my mind? Also sent you a message on Patreon. Can't wait for the reply. I promise you I'm massively behind on Patreon right now. I'm behind on lots of things. WrestleMania was crazy. Like I said, last week I had to do 10 videos in two days. That really does put a lot of stress on a calendar. Anyone that is waiting for something from me, I promise you it will be delayed, but you'll get there. Thank you very much for your patience. Um... Can I suggest something to change your mind? Well, I kind of find that difficult, David, because I don't see the production values with AEW. Of course, WWE has better production values. No one's going to say that. But I don't think it looks low rent or anything like that. What could you watch to change your mind? I mean, I think really with AEW, you have to watch the matches. And then even if you're not into the production values, which I can understand, that may be the thing that balances it out. So maybe you do want to go back and watch an MJF versus a Darby Allen, or watch a Hangman versus a John Moxley match, or a Hangman versus Pac match, or anything that Kenny Omega did in that 2021 year. I think it was then. You know, try and find a wrestler that you can hang your hat on and somebody that you're passionate about. And then I also I almost think the other stuff becomes secondary and you don't see it right now. I've got a friend who's the same as you. He doesn't really see AEW as, in his words, on WWE's level. I never look at it that way. But he's such a fan of Kenny Omega. He will go out to check out Kenny Omega stuff. So maybe that's the way to do it. But of course, 
the production values are different. But also, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with watching wrestling and actually preferring it to look like a super-duper show. I know people that think WWE is too clean and it's too corporate and it's too conservative, if that's the right way. Um, but it is difficult. I totally understand that. You have to be able to sit down. What's the first thing that happens when you sit down? Your eyes engage with the product and you have to decide whether you like it or not. And maybe one of the reasons I don't mind it is because it does kind of feel like WCW to me, I suppose. And I like that because I miss WCW every single day. Even the nonsense year, which was mostly 1999, 2000, 2001. 2000 is so bad. <laughs> it's the shittest wrestling ever. I flubbing love it. Uh, Michael Bartel says, Jacob Fatu versus Solo Zuko and Roman Reigns. Which match would you rather see? Well, you see, I'm going to kind of screw you over here, Mike. I want to see Jacob Fatu versus Solo. And then I want Jacob to go on to take on Roman Reigns. But I also want to see Solo versus Roman Reigns. I think first off, you want to do Solo versus Roman Reigns. The day we pull that trigger and Solo leaves the bloodline and becomes this absolute threat and turns on Roman, it's going to be awesome. It's why this is what should happen at SummerSlam. It should be Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, part two. And it should be Jay Uso that screws over Roman Reigns. That's the ticket. That's the emotional I want in my tum-tum. So... Do I think they're going to do that? I'm not 100% sure. But I do know the bloodline will break up eventually. And Solo Sokoa has such a bright future ahead of him. And then you should bring in Jacob Fatu. Maybe they could be a tag team for a while, depending on what they could do. Jacob Fatu, really good. I've seen some of his stuff. And also, Mike, it's your first super chat as well. You've got the balloons. So, um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again. Um, there was something else that I saw. Somebody asked something. And I was like, I should answer that one. And I'm not going to be able to because I can't find it. <laughs> However, Viv in the super chat, also your first super chat. Everyone's being so nice today. Uh, progress. Is there any news on Mrs. Carnoir and the red mask? I'm so intrigued, Viv. I appreciate the fact you're so invested. I can't talk about that. I would be tar and feathered and you would never see me again. Although I will say the next progress show on April 23rd in Camden is sold out. So... That's the electric ballroom is not a small venue. That's badass and that's cool. So thank you to everyone that supported the progress show. Um, independent wrestling in Britain, UK, whatever we want to call it, is not dead. And hopefully this will be the, the, the first of many. And, uh, you know, I've wrestled once there. I absolutely want to wrestle again. My main gig there is as a host. But even as the host, I'm super, super excited, especially because it is Cara Noir versus Spike Trevay in a flipping steel cage, which I think is the first steel cage match ever in progress. I mean, I kind of think that's not true too. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I do do that a lot. But um, yeah, it's the fact that it, it, selling stuff out is cool. And it's nothing to do with me. I'm not saying that. But, you know, to see all the work that everybody puts in, and I know how much work it has been. Um, yeah, that, 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 should, that, that, that should be excited. Um, someone says, you seem like the type of dude that's not easily persuaded into something spontaneous. Correct me if I'm wrong about that, bro. Dude, my whole life has been spontaneous. I woke up one day and decided I want to be a wrestler, so I wrestled. Then I woke up one day and decided I want to be in a band, so I was in a band. Shout out MG the Juggernaut. Then I woke up one day and decided I want to be an actor, so now I do acting lessons twice a week. My whole life is spontaneity. Don't ever let anything uh, anything hold you back. Right, we'll answer a couple of questions, then we all draw a line under it. Thank you so much, as always, for making me so damn fun. And I can say it now, because even if it goes absolutely crazy, it doesn't matter. Thank you so much to the world for no technical problems. None. So it will never work again. Simon, are you going to do a meet-up in London? I'm sure What Culture will do a meet-up either over Money in the Bank weekend or Lim weekend, so just keep an eye on What Culture stuff for that. And shout-out to my man Tom Talks Rubbish, who is always smashing it and got his own YouTube channel too. Thank you for being nice and positive in the wrestling space, and it's a much better space for having you in it. Well, Tom, I feel the same about you. I've seen your interviews, I've checked them out, you're a good guy, and you put positivity back into the world as well. And after I've caught up with my Patreon stuff, I'll catch up with my emails and we'll book some time in. Um... And we'll make sure, and we'll make sure that we uh, that we can do that we can do that. Uh, and otherwise, I think that's it. What an awesome week it's been for wrestling. Again, we'll see what's going to happen with CM Punk. Nobody knows. Just try and enjoy it as much as you can. SmackDown tomorrow night should be good. Rampage should be awesome. Actually, what the hell have they got booked for SmackDown? <laughs> Usually, they have. Can I do this with one hand? Probably not. Usually, for SmackDown, they have like cool stuff. But what day is it tomorrow? This isn't going well at all. It's the fourteenth of April. But usually they have like really cool stuff booked. I'm sure there's something I'm not thinking about. I want to see if Drew McIntyre's on the show, given what we talked about earlier. Shinsuke Nakamura's coming back. Here we go. Three hours ago, somebody had some kind of a, an update. I'm now being riddled with cookies. This computer is so old. I got my Mac here, my really old Mac. It's like 10 years old, but I just use it for stuff like this. Oh, no, it has worked. Of course, we've got Xavier Woods. 
versus um, LA Knight. Fucking, I love that. Also, check out my interview with Xavier Woods on What Culture Wrestling. I love that. What an absolutely good dude he is. We've got match. Shinsuke Nakamura returns. Um, I've no idea who he's fighting. And I think that's it. Yeah. That is it. That's weird. They usually announce more. <laughs> Maybe they knew. Maybe they knew. Quick shout out to Dam Lemley as well, who just threw some money in the super chat. Honestly, you are fabulous people, man. I know how hard it is to earn a dollar or a pound. Uh, and the fact that you support the podcast and allow me to keep doing this is awesome. And again, I have put, there's nothing to do with you. I'm just letting you know, I've invested a lot in this setup here. That's going to take me a while to finish. And you may not like it, but you'll get used to it. <laughs> and um, that's because I want to, you know, I absolutely want to get back into this properly now. I know it's always been very, very sporadic, but I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to change that. So if you're on YouTube, before you do leave, if you could just spam the channel, you know, like it, share it, subscribe it, and do all of that stuff. I massively appreciate it because the better engagement this gets, it helps all the other videos. Check out the other videos too. Check out What Culture Wrestling. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316 if you want to support me with money. If you're into fitness, grillamind.com forward slash Simon. You just go to Simon. Uh, you get 10% off everything on there. Again, I get a small kickback from that, but I do use these supplements. I do not promote things that I do not believe in. I'm on Cameo. If you want to personalize video messages, always enjoy doing stuff like that and if you want to follow me on instagram and twitter at simon316 it's always nice those numbers go up it makes you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum tum it's just true otherwise i appreciate your time that's the one thing that we can never get back so anyone that has invested your time in me but here ups and downs my other videos you're absolutely awesome and i appreciate it now i have to lean over here to find the correct button it's thursday go out there and have a great day make sure you enjoy yourself as much as you possibly can and I'll see you again Tuesdays and Thursdays, 5 p.m. BST or GMT when the clocks change around. That's what we're going to do for the long haul now. It seems to work. I'm always happy for any kind of feedback or any kind of constructive criticism you may have. Get in touch. Maybe I've missed something here. We continue to grow. We continue to build. You continue to be awesome. I'll see you soon.